What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the highway with Kyle Shut. What are y'all smoking on this week? Uh, let's see. I am smoking on this brioche French toast. <laughs> it it is it is as delightful as it sounds. And you got to be high for this week's guest, uh, Mr. Casper Erickson, the drummer and one of the founding members of one of my new favorite bands, Hellas. Uh, if you like super epic uh, concept albums that bleed in and out of each other, uh, space metal. Uh, just all kinds of like uh, amazing imagery and good good old-fashioned rock and roll. You're going to love this band. They call themselves Adventure Rock. They have a new album called Isle of Wisdom coming out this April. You got to check them out. They are your new favorite band, I promise. And it's good to be back from the road, take a little break, but I am excited to hit the road again at the end of April. It's uh, us, Clutch, Nate Bergman, and uh, some friends of our Sun Voyager is going to play a couple shows with us too. We're going to take over the whole East Coast get your tickets now if you don't know where to find the tickets that i i really don't know what to tell you get your shit together i'm not gonna bore you with any business talk or gear shout outs or patreon pandering this week y'all know the deal like and follow the show if you want to if you don't you know what you do you i'm just so stoked that you all decided to tune in today thank you so much for listening now there comes a point in everyone's life when it's time to talk about epic space metal let's do things my way the highway Casper. Hey, nice talking to you. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Uh, You you just said, uh, yeah, talking with the drummer from an unknown Swedish band. Uh, Y'all aren't entirely unknown. Uh, A lot of my friends here in the States uh, love your band. Uh, Yeah, uh, Casper from Halas, everybody. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, Not really. It's uh, Hellas that you can call us, whatever you want. Hellas. Okay, yeah, but uh, I just, oh, you know, just for posterity, I like to. Pronounce things correctly. Um, yeah, actually, I, I first heard about y'all um, on your first EP. I was in a, a great record store in Seattle uh, called Zion's mm-hmm. Gate. Uh, the owner, Steven, up there, um, he's always, um, he's got his ear to the ground. He's always looking out for uh, his customers. And uh, I, I can, I, I always spend way too much money when I go in there. But, uh, you know, every time I go in, I'm saying, hey, what do I need to have uh, this time? And he, he threw your EP, um, yeah, in the little pile that he had set aside for me. And, uh, Dude, I loved it. Um, it, it's uh, I, I know y'all, y'all. I've seen, I've seen where y'all call it adventure rock, but it really is. It's like it's it's heavy, but it's real dynamic and subdued too. And um, just the uh, the, the whole concept of each one of your albums telling uh, an involving story, I, I thought it was great. It's almost like a, it doesn't sound like Coheed and Cambria or anything like that, but it's that that sort of you know continued uh, narrative throughout your releases. I think it's just awesome. Um, yeah, how how did y'all? Uh, come about making the band and, and deciding to to tell the story that way uh, it's basically a, a kind of a boring story how we went uh, from just it started back in a small town in sweden where i met my uh, my 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 friend tommy who's the vocalist of the band uh we didn't know each other back then but we had some common friends and had met each other at parties and stuff and we we got to know that we had some similar taste in music so uh, 
we decided to to form some kind of a band we were basically just jamming like uh, really simple black sabbath influenced blues rock in a small garage back then but uh, then we met some other guys and started to like build a small concept uh, around the songs and we we started to get some some kind of a goal you can say um and uh, then we actually went to the studio to to record this ep i i i you say that i have really mixed feelings for that album because we were <laughs> uh we 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 weren't as how to say this we weren't as uh, we never knew back then how far this would take us we, have, we for me at least we have made it far beyond any expectations by now and uh, so we were just having fun in a studio in in our the same town and uh, in that studio Niklas the keyboardist uh, it was his studio so we we met the keyboardist in the studio he was the producer of the first EP and also a, a little demo that we made before that so and he added a lot of synthesizers and uh, some organs on the on that EP, so we afterwards we felt like we, we couldn't really continue without him, so we we asked him to join us after a gig he helped us with, and uh, since then we have been five, and uh, yeah we've gotten some recognition. It's really nice, <laughs> but it's basically just for fun. We 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 will do this as long as we feel it's a fun fun thing and that we can take something out of it. You know, yeah, <laughs> so that's absolutely. the that's the backstory of Hellas and uh, the adventure thing. It it was uh, the adventure rock was uh, created by Niklas, I think. It was when we were in his studio. He 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 was like starting to dig in and banging his head to the music and said to us that this this sounds really adventurous. You should call this adventure rock. <laughs> <laughs> And we, yeah, why not? It's a, it's a great, it's a great name of a genre that we, I think, does didn't exist. <laughs> I, I've never heard of it. Yeah, so yeah, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I mean, it really is adventure rock. I mean, like the, the, the musically, you know, it, it lends itself to being very cinematic and uh, and moody and stuff. And it really does. I, I feel like you know, especially within like musical theater and things like that. If you're going to tell a story with music, the music has to advance the plot. And uh, yeah, I could see that, that making like setting the stage. Yeah. For a very adventurous. Yeah. I, th I think so too. Uh, it, we were, when we recorded the EP, we weren't really sure whether we should do a full concept album or not. And we hadn't, we hadn't figured it all out back then, but, but we, <laughs> we worked a lot on it since then so and we <laughs> at least we know what we're doing right now <laughs> yeah that's always good it's funny that you added a bunch of keyboards in the studio and then that's uh, the sword did the same thing where we at the end of it all you're like ah shit <laughs> now we have to get a, a yeah, yeah. synthesizer exactly we've, we've never gone so yeah. far as to to add another member but yeah it's uh, at one point our bass player had like a, a taurus like foot synthesizer and like two other uh keyboards it was, uh, <laughs> we called it his uh creation station over there but yeah 
it's really nice it, it's it's basically a new dimension to to the music in a way mm-hmm. no i love synthesizers in uh rock music um it's, it's as far back as you know bands like yes and uh even sabbath mm-hmm. and stuff a lot of people forget like how much synthesizer is on some of those sabbath records um yeah yeah the, i i that's my favorite black sabbath albums the the mid late 70s album mm-hmm. like technical ecstasy and and even never say die I love, the, I love those records i hate really people good. that have that shirt that says yeah, you can only trust yourself in the first six black sabbath albums like fuck you if you don't like <laughs> dirty women i don't know what to tell you just fucking go home yeah they are they are really good songs on those albums they I, I have never understood why people didn't like it as much but i guess it's it's more grown-up music i suppose yeah i heard they're reissuing all the, like the tony williams uh era black sabbath stuff too like tear and uh dehumanizer and stuff like that and so yeah I'll, I'll be interested to see people's reactions to those reissues Oh yeah, I I have to admit I I don't really like that era. So. It's weird, you know. I, I I didn't like it when I first heard it, but I went back recently and uh, kind of dove back in. And yeah, I mean, it's the '90s were really cruel to a lot of bands, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that were established before Definitely. then. But it was, it was there's something to appreciate though. I I I, w- I was pleasantly surprised upon revisiting it. But uh, yeah, can't win them all. Yeah, I'll uh, have to give it another try, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, where are y'all? Um, where are you based now in Sweden? Oh, we're based everywhere in Sweden. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, uh, I think only two of us lives in the same city right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're mixed up in the in the mid mid south part of Sweden, basically. It's all the so, the 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 pings, right? Like Norcheping and. The, yeah, 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 exactly. That's yeah. part of Sweden. Yeah, because yeah, ping is like it means like town or village or something like that, right? Or uh, no, I, no, I, ping is nothing. But it's yeah, sure, ping. Uh, I've never understood what it means, but huh. a lot of Swedish uh, small or big cities has has it. So I guess it has something to do with with a, the a name of a place. I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad that you don't know either, you know, uh. <laughs> I feel less ignorant. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, are you um, planning? I mean, I know that touring the last couple of years has been impossible, but now that the world's kind of opening up again, uh, do you have any uh, plans to hit the road? Because I know you have a new record coming out in April. I'm really, really excited to check it out. Yeah, we have some plans, actually. We're going on a tour in, in Europe uh, in May, uh, mostly Germany and some France, Belgium, and and stuff, but we that's the same tour that's been postponed like four times oh, now. So God. we're finally, uh, hopefully, I can't say for sure, but hopefully we can do it this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, it it was supposed to be the the um, the release tour for our last album, Conundrum. Uh, but it never happened. Okay. We only and now you already have a had, new one. Oh, jeez. Yes. So we renamed it to the Conundrum and Isle of Wisdom tour. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so uh, with Isle of Wisdom, I, I haven't had a chance. To, uh, John just sent it to me um, today. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. But is it continuing the the Hellas story? 
uh, that you've been telling so far? No, actually not. It's a new story. Uh, the the hero of our last stories died in the uh, on conundrum, mm-hmm. so we had to end that story, sadly. But we we wrote a new a new script for this one, and uh, it's basically just a new story from the same universe mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, it's about it's about it's a mix of two concepts or stories by me and Tommy. Uh, most parts from Tommy. It's uh, the story set on this uh, a hidden I- island, uh, which is in our universe, uh, <laughs> in its own universe, hidden from the the real universe of that universe. <laughs> it's it's not as complex as it sounds but uh and it's basically following a bunch of kids that are escaping uh their home since the their their hometown is under siege by this evil ruler so they find the portal into another dimension to this hidden isle or island uh where uh, more bad stuff happens so that's about it <laughs> that's fucking rad uh do you guys have any like plans or desires to to flesh it out in like a a different medium like a like a graphic novel or like a animated videos or anything like that yeah we often talk about it we we hope to be able to do something like that one day but it's you know it's hard being a musician in a small band yeah. trying to figure out whether you have time for stuff or not and uh, the priority for us right now is the music since that's mm-hmm. all we can do since we have to work uh, apart from being a musician so yeah but, but we we've been talking about it it could be great to like write a book or book series or maybe write a script for a fantasy film or anything like that would be amazing just to we just need some help. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That, that shit is not cheap either. Um, like uh, the sword uh-huh. with uh, with our third album, Warp Riders, which is its own kind of standalone sci-fi opera. Uh, we really wanted to do oh, yeah. a graphic novel that uh, went along with it, but just like the the label at the time didn't feel like funding it, and it takes a long time to, you know, even draw a graphic novel or get that whole thing. Right. So it just the whole idea kind of fell apart, but it. At this point, you know, it's been over ten years. I'd, I'd like to think that we could pull something together like that. But uh, yeah, it's 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 tough these days, being in a, a small yeah, band. It's, yeah, it's really tough. Uh, has it been ten ten years since you released the album? Since, since Warp Riders, it's been twelve years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're old. Twelve years. <laughs> Feeling older every yep. day. Yeah, we were uh, fortunate enough to be able to uh, tour last year, and we just—I just got home from a tour right now, and we're leaving out again in April. It is so good to be back on the road. I don't mean to brag, but uh, y'all are gonna have oh, yeah. a great time uh, when y'all come oh, back. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah I, I really look forward to it. We have a we have a kind of a big show in April in Stockholm, like a special show where we play like the the full uh, first trilogy about the night Hellas. So we, we're our focus it is mainly on that show right now. So we're count, counting the days. Awesome. Where are you gonna play? Uh, Circus in Stockholm. Oh, I never played there. 
Ah, it's a really nice old venue. Yeah. Uh, we will have we will have a seated audience for the first time. It's really nice. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, what what made you? want to pick up the drums like uh, back in the, like were there any kind of I mean uh, you talked about you know like old blues rock and things like that but w- was there ever a moment uh, when you were growing up or that just like it just clicked for you and you knew that you wanted to play music and you didn't care like what it took I, I really don't remember what, what it was like for me why I picked the drums I know that I was before I cho- chose to play the drums I was more excited to be a bass player for any reason i have no idea that's uh, <laughs> beyond me but uh <laughs> i know i got a drum set when i was turning 15 and uh, i i know my brother is a guitarist and my stepdad back then was also a guitarist so my idea was that we could jam together at home and, and we did so I think that's and, and drums are the coolest. It's the biggest instrument, <laughs> and, uh, and you can you can do a lot of fun stuff with drums. You can add synthesizers. You can add more drums and more drums and more cymbals and make it huge. It's really nice. I love when people put it's, like uh, effects on their live drums, like when you hook a like a delay pedal up to your snare drum or something like that. You know? Uh, like, yeah. Do you ever do anything like that? No, not any like uh, pedal effects, but I have a like an 80s, um, you know, Simmons, like pad drums, yeah. uh, like analog synthesized uh-huh. drums. I have one of those that I've been using. I used it live for our last tour, and just, it was just, really just, nice. Yeah, just like a rototom kind of thing, or do you do like, like 808 drops, or like what, what do you use it for? No, it's like a, a synthesizer brain. Uh, connected to a big like diamond shaped pads like the real stuff from the 80s so wow. I, I added some of that on the last album so I had to use it live and it's really nice and uh, back then we didn't have our own uh, sound engineer mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it was nice for them to get them in the mix but it was worth it I didn't use them a lot so it wasn't a big problem but it was fun to to like add that part to a drum set it felt make me feel more like a real musician in a way (laughs) (laughs) even though i'm only a drummer (laughs) but um do you have any plans to try to come over to the states because i i i can tell you like i know a ton of people that are really into you guys over here yeah i mean we've been we've been constant constant constantly trying to figure uh, figure a way out to get to the states for maybe the the past three or four years. Yeah, but we we are hoping to to get there in uh, early twenty twenty three. Uh, we have some plans, and I really hope that it will be possible because we've been talking about it a lot, and others have been talking about it a lot. So. Mm-hmm. We have to do it some someday, you know. It's tough, man. It's expensive to, to tour internationally. I mean, like even yeah, even domestically, it's it's quite expensive. But yeah, like uh, renting a van or whatever, you have to do all renting all your gear, finding a band that can do it, getting promoters to pay the money. It's it's fucking difficult to do, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, we've never tried going across the 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 Atlantic Ocean, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> There's a reason to that. 
Yeah, for real. <clears throat> I, I know that like, just being a musician is a much different kind of, I, I guess like society looks at it differently, you know, in, in Sweden especially uh, than the States. Um, and it's it, it, from an American's point of view, I guess, it, it just seems like the that being a musician is much more of like a viable career path and that like you don't get as much pushback from uh family or uh just just society in general about you know like uh, wanting to do wanting to pursue pursue music full time and uh, it seems like you have a lot more like uh help like from from the government in forms of either money or facilities uh, where you can rehearse that you can that are sponsored and things like that is that true or is, is that really kind of like um a one-sided point of view or like an anomalous kind of thing because I know bands that have taken advantage of that but I don't know if that was the same for every band or if that was just kind of like a, a myth that like an urban legend that we keep talking about over here I, th- I think it's a, it's a mix of everything it's um, I think it's partly an urban legend glamorized uh-huh. by uh, others but also there's some truth to it I guess we get some help uh, by the government in order to like uh, get some money for rehearsal studios and, and stuff like that but more than that I don't know really we haven't like been we haven't been trying that much but we got some help that's been really good for us and we didn't like gig to get some money or stuff so we it's it's easy to find a, a cheap rehearsal studio if you if you look at the right places, <laughs> mm-hmm. is it um, are are they pretty prevalent everywhere, or is it kind of like one of those things where you have to go to a different city, like that that might be bigger or something like that, to to has things like that? I guess it's easier in the bigger cities. Yeah, actually, uh, but that's also the the only thing I know. And all our rehearsal studios has been in one of uh, the few big cities of Sweden. So uh, I, I I guess so, but I also I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, also, another kind of aspect about like being in uh, I guess touring the states versus touring in Europe and, and things like that is it seems like a lot of bands, um, in uh, in Europe at least or the UK, uh, don't have their own vehicles. Is, is that kind of a similar thing in Sweden, or or do you all have like a band van that you use to tour with? Uh, no, I don't think I know any band that has their own vehicle, actually. <laughs> That's pretty rare here in Sweden, at least, uh, at, least at our level. Uh-huh. But uh, uh, that, that would be great, though. It's really expensive uh, to rent uh, vans every time we have to go. But mm-hmm. uh, it's also really expensive buying one, so... <laughs> Yeah, the Sprinter vans are like, it usually seems like what's more prevalent over there. And those are fucking expensive, man. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what the, the, the conversion would be, but you, you you can get a decent one in the States for, you know, $70,000. That's just ridiculous. We're used to to finding some pretty cheap, you know, uh, Econoline vans for, we used to, you know, get them for like $10,000, which was, it just made touring that much easier. It was it almost, because yeah. the States is so big that you almost, as a band, you have to have your own vehicle to, um, to make it so it's, that was always something that I felt like was synonymous with being in a band was getting the van and the, and all that stuff. So I always love hearing people's different, you know, experiences yeah. with that. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. We I've never heard of any bands here that has their own. Everything is rental. Every everything everywhere. <laughs> it's so funny because like a lot of Swedes, uh, Swedish people are really you know into the seventies. Uh, that just that whole kind of like uh, era and everything like that and like vans were a huge part of that <laughs> it'd be funny if there was like a yeah, scene of like a swedish uh yeah, yeah van people that, that would be hilarious to me i don't know why yeah <laughs> but though I've, i i think i know do you know cyana root no it's a swedish it's a swedish like stone rock 70s kind of band mm-hmm. I, they have their own like huge old bus basically like uh it looks like an old school bus or something <laughs> and and it's just interesting that i know that they have their own van because that's not uh, as i said before not a really uh-huh. not a common thing here but it's really cool awesome but uh, also i don't have a driver's license yet so uh, it's not my problem <laughs> you're not, yeah you're not missing much man it's 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 murder out there Actually, I'm trying. I was on a, I was on a driver's lesson just a couple of hours ago, and it's yeah, How'd it making go? me really nervous. Ah, oh, it's not okay. It was the first one, so a bit shaky. Did you Did you drive, yeah. or was it just like a written test? No, I, I was driving. Yeah, on the way, on the road. Nice. Uh, yeah, I felt grown up for the first time. <laughs> it's been a it's been a long time uh, since I started driving, but I remember how uh, nerve wracking it can be. Uh, because the the yeah. roads up there, it's, uh, the highways and everything are a lot different than they are in the states. Uh, they're a lot smaller and tighter, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've never tried any highway in <laughs> in the states, so I have no idea. But I can imagine everything is bigger in the states, huh? Uh huh. It is. Uh, we uh, actually, this was, I think it was 2008. It was uh, Graveyard's first tour of the States. It was um, Graveyard, The Sword, and Clutch. And um, we, mm-hmm. uh, or they just they just rented a van. It was the, the four dudes in the band and then uh, the drummer's brother, Eric. And then, so it was just five uh, Swedish dudes in a van. They had no idea how to tour the States. And so we, we kind of had to like <laughs> teach them like little pointers, like here, do this, don't do that or whatever. But um, they got the the miles per hour and the kilometers per hour mixed up uh on the, the, oh. or the, the on the speedometer and so they were going like 100 miles an hour all the time you know because <laughs> they thought they were going 100 kilometers an hour <laughs> and uh yeah they got pulled over uh in alabama somewhere somewhere in the south and uh yeah oh. the cop was like you know that you know opened up the van and was just like five swedish dudes he's like where the hell are y'all from he's just like pointing at the door was like he you don't Make sure this needle doesn't go past right here. It was just the funniest fucking thing to me hearing them tell that story. They they were great. They had a, they've really come a long way since then. But that was a they yeah. were really green yeah. on that tour. It was funny. Oh, nice. Funny thing in Sweden, if they got pulled over, they have have never been driving again. I can tell you that. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty strict here. The rules, and it's really hard to get a driver's license. That's. Uh, I, I at least I tell myself that's the reason why I don't have one that I've also never tried. But yeah, they are kind of strict here with the driving thing. What would you have to do to get pulled over? I mean, just anything. Is it like that, or is it like they, you'd really have to like cross a line? Oh, uh, now you're asking me really specific questions oh, about yeah. driving. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know the exact, uh, the exact uh, uh, like. 
uh, rules, but I know it's uh, if you would go like a hundred miles per hour, I think they will, will probably take your driver's license. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just I love hearing the differences uh, uh, culturally in that. Um, yeah, I, I love Sweden. I, I cannot wait to to make it back there. We always had a, a wonderful time uh, playing up in. Uh, just anywhere really. Um, all all over Scandinavia, but Sweden especially. Um, we always had a wonderful time in Malmo. Um, and uh, Stockholm. Uh, yeah. Are there any uh favorite spots that you love like playing? Uh, just just besides Sweden like that. Do you have any other Scandinavian spots or anywhere in Europe that y'all have y'all hit that you want to go back to? Yeah, I mean, we really like playing in Norway. Where every show in Norway has has been great. We haven't done a lot of shows in Norway, but all of them has been really successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're always looking forward to going back there. But uh, it's, I mean, it's all shows are nice except for the the empty ones, <laughs> I yeah. suppose. But I mean, I, I really like smaller shows with like a small uh, audience in a really small basement mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, the energy is is really nice, and I also like the the bigger ones at festivals. That's nice in a complete completely different way. So uh, I, I I tend to look forward to every show, I guess. But uh, Norway is probably my favorite uh, country playing at uh, apart from Sweden so yeah I love it and Germany is really really nice too uh, it's it's so different from Sweden it's people are smoking inside and uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that doesn't happen here it's not it's not allowed so yeah we, but yeah we toured with this band uh, called Lonely Camel uh from norway i don't know if you would have heard of them or not but uh they were yeah, i uh, think i know they uh they were all um hooked on snus which i, I guess in the, yes. the the states we call it uh like chewing tobacco like skull things like that but uh, over there they called it snus and uh but yeah. i guess by the time they got to germany like they don't that's really more of like a scandinavian thing they don't really have that like everywhere uh i don't re- i don't think it's uh I think it's illegal outside of Scandinavia yeah, for some reason. Something like that. But every night they would get on the mic, like when we were on tour in Germany, and they'd be like, "Is anybody here from Sweden?" And like somebody would cheer in the back. He goes, "Do you have any snooze?" <laughs> they were all just like, <laughs> yeah, fiending for it. I, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's more common than cigarettes here. I yeah. snooze too. It's uh, it's amazing. <laughs> I had some because it wasn't like the kind that they have over here. Like the the stuff that they were chewing on, it had like like dried strawberries in it, and it was, I don't know. It was, it was a lot more flavorful, and and I, I could see the appeal uh, more with that yeah. kind. Yeah, chewing tobacco is a completely different thing. It's disgusting. But I've also only tried the the you know Oliver Twist uh, stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I don't like that. But snus is. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, civil and uh, a nice way of, uh, <laughs> of tobacco. <laughs> a nice way to kill yourself. Uh, but yeah, uh, well, I'm really, really excited to check out the new record. Uh, it comes out in April. Uh, yeah, Isle of Wisdom. And uh, yeah, I, I always ask our guests if they would like to play a song off of it. Um, I know it's... It might be a little bit early, but we, I think we can work it out. If uh, Is there a song off the record that you just love that you, you wouldn't mind playing on the show? Uh, 
Uh, a song from uh, our new album. Uh, ooh, tough one. Uh, yeah, I think my favorite is the last song. Uh, uh, the wind carries the word. Uh, that one would be great to hear. <laughs> Beautiful, awesome. We're gonna play it right now. Everyone's gonna love it. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, y'all are one of my favorite uh, newer bands that are around. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, and um, it would it'd be rad to play some shows together uh, at some point in the future. Uh, we we gotta we gotta make it happen, bud. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. I really look forward to meeting you in person one day. Awesome, man. Well, uh, thanks again. And uh, yeah, check out the new uh, record, Isle of Wisdom, everybody. Thanks so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Silence with water to from light where eyes are condemned to be.
Thanks for tuning into The Highway with Kyle Shutt. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe if you want to keep up with the latest episodes. And don't forget to check out The Highway with Kyle Shutt playlist on Spotify to keep up with all the rad tunes that we play on the program. And if you need some new gear in your life, don't forget to check out Reverend Guitars, Railhammer Pickups, Idiot Box Effects, and Ray Ray Decker Cables. Stay high, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>